You're listening to Plug In to Health with Prevea Health, exploring healthcare topics that matter to you, the latest developments in health and medicine, and the inspiring stories that emerge from Prevea Health, our partners, and the communities we serve. Welcome and thank you for pressing play on this episode of Plug Into Health. Here at Purveya, we're recognizing Men's Health Month in June. This is a great time to take a closer look at what men should be doing to preserve and protect their health and to explore some of the common reasons men aren't as likely to make their health a priority. Joining us for this episode is Dr. Connor Roberts, a family medicine physician at the Purveya Howard Health Center in the Green Bay area. Dr. Roberts, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me. Everyone's different. We all come from different ages and stages and backgrounds of life. But in general, what are some of the most important steps a man can take to preserve and protect his health throughout his lifetime? Yeah, I think it's the same things that apply to all people, women and men, and that's just a healthy diet, healthy amount of exercise. And um, I do think it's important to establish with a primary care physician who can be kind of a resource for you to discuss different aspects of your health and kind of screen you for all kinds of things from cancers to common medical conditions. Yeah, and we're going to get into that more in just a bit. Um, But Let's talk about a, a few a few facts. First, we know that on average, men die five years younger than women. They're less likely to be insured, are far less likely to see a doctor for preventive care, and die at higher rates than women for nine of the top 10 causes for death. What insights have you gained as a physician that might help to explain the why behind all of this? It's interesting, especially in a more rural area like Howard, which is close to Green Bay, but, you know, still kind of more of a rural setting. Um, I think it's a long history of men, especially more than women, just being kind of afraid of the doctor for whatever reason. And I think there's cultural reasons behind that as well. But also men just, they don't talk about their feelings as much. And that's kind of a taboo thing. They don't talk to each other as much about their health. So, um one man might be dealing with hypertension or with cancer of some kind, and um, they don't talk about that stuff as much with each other, and they like to just kind of, you know, out of out of space, out of mind type of thinking, I, I believe. So um, there's more to it than that. I think they're afraid to get, you know, they, a lot of men, and I don't blame them, don't want to be on medications. Um, they There's just kind of this negative connotation with seeing a doctor sometimes and getting sensitive exams and other things that they're not really happy with. So I think there's a lot of different variables and factors at play. Yeah. So, you know, if we were to look at some of them a little bit more, I think one common, you know, reason you might hear is, um, you know, I don't have time or I'm fine. What, I guess, what's your, what's your yeah, response to um, that? I guess... You know, the problem with that is that, you know, it's been shown over and over again that preventative medicine is the best medicine. Preventing yourself from developing chronic disease or cancers and living a healthy lifestyle are the most cost-effective ways to be healthy and happy long-term. And I think men, they think they're going to go to the doctor and be told certain things or forced to take medications. And um, maybe that's a, you know, some of that's on the healthcare field as well from the past several decades of pushing medicines and other things and not talking enough about preventative medicine in general. Um, 
But, you know, I, I do understand taking some time out of your job, taking PTO or something to go and see a doctor seems like a lot. But uh, you're really investing in yourself, and it's the best way to invest in yourself as prim- primary care and preventative medicine um, to avoid those big, big medical problems that show up later in life and really get ahead of the game, so to speak. What about the, the idea of if I don't know it's there... <laughs> It won't harm me. You know, is there a bit of denial in there, too, that maybe something could be wrong or discovered? Yeah, I think it's partially denial, but it's also just not understanding the medicine and biology, I suppose. And um, I mean, the the biggest three health problems I deal with that where I make a big difference, I, at least I like to think so, um, are the kind of the silent killers of hypertension, um, which is just high blood pressure, hyperlipidemia, which is high cholesterol, and type 2 diabetes, which is really just a, a disease of inactivity. And um, there's certainly a genetic component, and certain people are at risk if they have a family history and other things. But these are three largely preventable diseases, and they don't show symptoms for years most of the time or even decades. So a lot of times men, like you're saying, will come in and they'll say, I have no symptoms, I'm doing well. But obviously, we're looking at objective criteria when we look at blood pressure and high cholesterol and type 2 diabetes as well. Um, and catching those things early will save you so much in the way of medications, doctor visits, um, complications, and future health problems. So I think it's not just a denial, but it's more just a lack of education. Um, and you know, maybe a culture of not trusting your doctor, which Uh, is a problem sometimes in our communities sure and so what do you I guess what do you what do you say to to those you know men out there or people who are listening listening who have men in their lives who may just be hesitant to make that appointment or establish with a doctor um what are what are your words to them um I think I mentioned it before but it one, you know, we don't bite. <laughs> so you come in and, you know, what I like to do when I first meet a patient is just really get to know them and ask them about where they live, what they do for fun, who they live with, um, what are your hobbies, what do you like to do, where do you see yourself in 20 years, what what matters to you most, and what do you want to be doing at that time? And uh, I think people are afraid of extra fees and extra billing, but, I mean, you can always go and see a doctor, get to know him or her, and... Um, kind of tell them up front, hey, I just, I'm here for just the preventative medicine aspect. And then if we identify, um, you know, some chronic disease or something, I can always, your physician can always say, well, here's what I see. And you can come back at another time if you want to get this, talk about this or get this managed appropriately. So really you can come in and just get your preventative stuff done if you want. And, um, you know, that's pretty cost effective and usually covered by insurance. And that's the reason, because uh, it's been shown to be so effective at preventing long-term problems. But, you know, like I said, these are kind of silent killers. So it, it's very important to get ahead of it because 10 years later when you're behind the behind the disease, it's a lot harder to catch up. And that's when a lot of people get put on medications and need all of these other treatments. Yeah. And, you know, I think you, you've answered a lot of this already. But, you know, let's to- let's hone in on this preventive care. What are the benefits to establishing yourself with a regular doctor or other type of primary care provider? It, it's somebody that you've established with and that you see on a regular basis. What are the benefits of that? Yeah, probably the, the best benefit is that you never know when something bad is going to happen to you health-wise. It's just the fact of life, unfortunately. 
And um, I think the the biggest benefit is when I actually have a relationship with a patient and they have somebody they can turn to who they trust to help explain their medical problems to them and help them guide them through that process. Um, a new cancer diagnosis is a lot harder to cope with when you don't have a doctor you trust to go to and rely on to give you kind of big picture like perspective and have those discussions with you about, um, you know, what are your goals moving forward and, and, um, it's just really nice to have somebody I think to, to fall back on that you trust and a lot of specialists, unfortunately, and it's, it's the nature of medicine, unfortunately, but if you develop cancer or some chronic medical condition or something else, uh, you get to meet a specialist, but you, you don't meet them until that happens. So, um, it's a lot harder to find one that you connect with, um, Whereas a primary care doctor, you obviously have years, um, days, years, however long you commit to them to really get to know them and have a rapport with them. And um, they can understand your goals and what you want to accomplish moving forward. So it's, you know, it's important that we establish ourselves with someone like yourself. But now it's also important that I come in to see you at least once a year, right, for that annual checkup or that yearly physical. Why are those so important? Um they're important because, like I said before, there are certain chronic diseases that are silent, and they're you know we talk about them often. And high blood pressure, high cholesterol, type two diabetes, and and identifying these early in the disease process is so important to affecting your long term health. Um, and so, yeah, it's a preventative visit, but that's where we start to catch these. Oh, your blood pressure is a little bit higher, or your weight is a little bit up. Your labs don't look quite as good as they did last year. That stuff can change uh, on a year-by-year basis, especially as you as you age. So it really depends on age and, you know, how many other chronic diseases you might have. Hopefully none, but um, especially once you turn 40, once a year is really a reasonable thing, I think. And they're pretty harmless visits. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, you know, for, for somebody who's listening and they're thinking, well, okay, what can I expect at this appointment? What's going to happen? Yeah. Can you walk us through it? Um, you'll be roomed by one of our nurses and, uh, in my experience, they're all very nice and they'll take your vital signs, which is honestly probably the most important part of the visit. And if this is your first visit with the doctor, they'll come in. I like to start by just kind of, like I said before, getting to know you as a person. If I've just met you, if I already know you, maybe touch base on how your personal life's going, or if there's anything you want to share that you might not think to bring up in a, in a doctor visit, um, and I try to just kind of keep it in a conversation. I think a lot of men go into it thinking it's going to be more exam than conversation. But really, healthcare is a lot of knowing who you are as a person and what your goals are. And and yeah, we do an exam, obviously. We take a look at you. And I, especially the sensitive exams, I kind of go through and say, you know, here's the pros and cons to doing certain exams. And, and then we're going to cover a lot of age-appropriate screenings. Um, we'll talk about what lab work might be appropriate for you. Uh, once you're established, a lot of times, once we have that understanding, then the next visit, you'll have your lab work before the visit so that we can review it together in person, which is a lot easier than playing phone tags. So, but I think people really over overestimate how invasive the exams can be. And, uh, I think that's a big deterrent for a lot of men. Um, and like I said, I really have conversations with men about the pros and cons of that. And if it makes sense for them in their particular stage of life and it's, it, Trying to get that personalized health care, I think, is what primary care, care doctors do better than specialists, but potentially. So, And it's not their fault. They're, they're there to do their job, and they're great at it. But our job is kind of to know the person and have that relationship long term um, and be that kind of uh, 
you know, be that representative for the patient and their and their goals. What do you say to either this person or have you seen it where there might be a health issue that they're experiencing that is maybe feels really uncomfortable for them, embarrassing to talk about or to address? Um, how do you how can you talk someone through that or convince them enough that it's okay to talk about these things? Yeah, my my first response when somebody brings up a sensitive topic is, um, hey, I talk about this with men every day. <laughs> there's there's really no topic that is going to surprise your, your primary care doctor. They've heard it all. They've heard pretty much everything you can think of. So what you're going through, there is almost certainly a chance that every other man has gone through it, or maybe not every other man, but I promise you, you're not alone. Like I said before, these are things men just don't talk to each other about that much. Um, I think you'll hear a lot of joking about colonoscopies and stuff, but um, the more private sensitive matters, men just don't, it's just, they don't like talking about with other men and that's fine. But um, they always seem kind of shocked when they come in and I'm, I'm, you know, I I think I speak for all primary care doctors, but we've heard it all. Nothing you're going to tell me is going to leave an imprint on me. I promise it's um, kind of normal stuff. So but I, I, you know, and that's part of knowing them and knowing, you know, trusting them and that they're going to keep things confidential. And I think obviously as a patient, you always kind of overrate how much of an impression you leave on a, on a physician. You got to realize, you know, we see this all the time. So we're used to these health problems. Yeah, well said to that. Very, very well said. Um, you know, you talked about some of the key things that you're looking for and you're checking for in, you know, annual or annual physicals. Are there any other health conditions or any increase in certain health conditions among men, say, in the last decade or in the last few years that you're paying more attention to? Um, that's a great question. I, I, I don't know if there's, you know, an objective increase in certain health problems that men have, but there certainly is a more willingness to talk about mental health, uh, especially for men and and I think I hear more and more of that coming up. Of course, I'm a new doctor, so it's hard for me to compare to what you know things look like a decade ago. But in general, there's been a large push publicly to to make public uh, mental health more of a public thing and uh, to you know speak about it. And so I've definitely noticed more men who have been suffering from depression, anxiety, and other you know chronic mental health problems. Um, I'll meet them, and they say, you know, I've been dealing this with this for years and years, and I've never talked to anyone about it. And I like to identify and say, well, why is that? You know, what are the barriers for you when, when you to talking about those things, whether with it's your family, friends, or with me, obviously as a as a primary care doctor. So, yeah, I don't I don't know if it's it, it, it's hard to say exactly if that's more common if it's if depression, anxiety are more common, but I think it's just definitely more common that men are talking about it, especially with their doctor. Yeah, and and how important it is, and and wonderful to hear you. You know, for for those who don't understand this. That's something that you can help them navigate, not just their physical health, but their mental health as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I think men as well, especially, there's, there's a big taboo still on um, some of the medical treatments for, for depression and anxiety. So I always like to focus on the non-medical treatments first and push those to the forefront um, because a healthy lifestyle, diet and exercise, you know, reasonable alcohol intake, avoiding certain drugs, um, those are all kind of the first things I try to talk about with men, but I, I don't think they, you know, there's a big 
misunderstanding and what they think mental health medications are, are for and how they work as well. What are the impacts of not seeing a doctor regularly or putting off health concerns that someone might think aren't that big of a deal? Yeah. It, it goes back to the, you know, high blood pressure and type 2 diabetes. I mean, these, these are silent for several years in almost everybody who develops them and extremely common. And the issues are that if you identify these early, you can make lifestyle changes that can greatly impact your future prognosis and how the disease is going to affect your life and, and your mortality, honestly. So if you're avoiding doctor visits or afraid to come in, um, just that it's so valuable to screen your blood pressure and talk about that and talk about your lifestyle and, and check a fasting blood sugar or, you know, general lab work to, to make sure things are not going the wrong way and getting on top of that early rather than, uh, you know, more of a reactionary medication pathway where we're forced to use a lot of medications to try to get those things under control. And those are kind of the risk factors and things that end up causing heart attack and stroke and all of those really big bad words like cancer and stuff. So getting ahead on those is a lot more uh, a lot more efficient and beneficial than playing more catch up at the end. Right. And understanding that those those, you know, devastating health conditions or really any health condition that you might be facing, not only affecting you, but the ripple effects it can have, right, on, on our loved ones, our families, um, our livelihoods. It's uh, kind of funny you say that because I, I have a lot of men who, as soon as they start having children, their their wives <laughs> their wives will keep me in business and send their men, uh, their husbands to me as soon as their fathers. And I always joke with them that they're trying to keep their investment and <laughs> they, they, you know, they want you to be, I mean, I'm sure they care about you as well, but they, they want you to live and be productive member of society and happy and healthy and a good father and a good husband. So, um, I like to joke about that, but taking that initiative is really important and, um, yeah. Thank you so much for your time and expertise. I guess any words of wisdom you'd like to leave our listeners with? as part of Men's Health Month? Um, yeah, I think, you know, I, my biggest thing is getting a preventative visit, um, going in and establishing a rapport with a doctor and having a relationship is, I think, should be more of the focus these days than, than not. And um, I don't have any, I guess, sage advice other than, uh, you know, take control of your health and get ahead of the game before you're playing catch-up and reactionary because, Diet, exercise, healthy living is by far the best medicine. And trying to avoid medications, is the, that's my goal as well when I see a patient. Is My goal is for you to be 90 years old and on no medications. So hard to do sometimes, but um, we work on that, and I, we discuss how we can make that happen together. So, Dr. Roberts, thank you so much for being here with us. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. And thank you to our listeners. If you or a loved one need to establish care with a physician or other primary care provider, um, we, we have that available um, at locations all across Wisconsin. Um, you can also schedule a physical. You can do so um, by visiting purveya.com or call 888-277-3832. You've been listening to Plug Into Health with Provea Health. To learn more and to submit ideas for future shows, please visit purveya.com slash podcast. And please remember, the information provided in this podcast does not constitute medical advice. It is not intended to replace interactions with your healthcare professional. 
and if you are concerned about your health care, you should consult with your health care professional. You can learn more about Prevea Health at Prevea.com. Thank you for choosing to plug into health with Prevea Health.